Hello, this is Raz, and welcome to the Razcast. What is this? This is armchair conversations with people from different walks of life about different topics like art, life, spirituality, and whatever else comes up. This is both a documentation of life and an excuse to talk to friends. It was so hard to get out. What's up, guys? Uh, this week's guest conversation group things of things is with Clayton Shelvin. He is a good friend of mine. He is the performing arts director of the Acadiana Center for the Arts and the talent buyer. Uh, he's done a bunch of cool stuff arts-wise around the country. And yeah, it's really just a dope conversation. We get into some cool things. It gets kind of deep. Just a reference. He calls me Justin. For those who do not know, my first name is Justin. Raz is a nickname. Remember to subscribe. Enjoy. And yeah. Welcome back to the Razcast. Uh, this time I have on my good friend Clayton. Oh, I forgot to say that. By the way, there'll be like some type of introduction to this, but you know. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> there'll be something before all this. I just don't go into these things. Um, but yes, I have my good friend, uh, Clayton Shelvin, my former, actually my former boss, which is great. Uh, <laughs> now, now he's just a friend. Uh, but how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. And, uh, I think it's even better that we can just we can just be friends now. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it less awkward. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so to give some people some background about yourself, if you wouldn't mind saying like you know what you do, who you are, but you know just a little sum up thing. Yeah, so I, I'm currently I'm living out in Lafayette, Louisiana, as the I work for the Acadiana Center for the Arts, which is this. Really great art facility Justin used to work at, but I'm the performing arts director there. So I uh, do everything from um, booking our season. We do about 60 shows plus a season and uh, and all the other things I go with, kind of running a venue, running a theater, uh, dance theater, music, all the other stuff that happens in between. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've just been working as an arts administrator. I've, I've worked as a kind of fundraising, uh, writing grants over the past 10 years and uh i lived in new orleans for about 10 years right before lafayette and i've done some time i sound like it's in prison but i've done some time in uh new york (laughs) and ohio and uh and yeah just kind of you know just getting in where i can fit in at this point man nice nice i was about to say you did time i was like that's different (laughs) um no, so I had to, I like I said, I said before this, I said I like semi-stalked you slash looked up like two articles and, you know, thankfully we were yeah. in the day of the internet and you're a person who's done some things, so, so it makes my life easier. Nice, nice. Of finding okay. questions that you have you already found? answered. So, <laughs> for people who don't know, because I didn't know this, he went to New York uh, while in a program, while getting accepted to a program back in high school, which... I think it's pretty dope. Um, and you saw, which I didn't know you liked, because I also like this Circus Delay. Circus, uh, Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. We've never talked about this? We have never talked about this. And oh, I think wow. this is really dope because that was one thing that I had found out about, like, probably like about middle school because they had filmed like a like a vampire. I don't know if you ever saw this movie, but it was like a, it filmed it in New Orleans and it was supposed to be like Cirque, Cirque du Soleil, but vampires and it was like oh. a runoff. it was weird it was a weird disney no movie <laughs> you know it was like one of those weird 2000s disney movies <laughs> got it got it oh enough said yeah um uh, but they i was like oh and they're like oh this is like a real thing i was like what this is a real thing right right 
So I see yeah. you have you like that. So if you wouldn't mind telling that like history, because I have no idea by just like the little article bit I read. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, in high school, before I really like knew that like the arts. I mean, I'd been involved with like I was doing theater. I mm-hmm. done like a lot of music. I was I was in band and marching band, and that was like my life. I was so into music, but I started discovering like theater early on and was kind of good at it or at least i thought i was good at it <laughs> i think i was good at it <laughs> yeah i was good at it what, what the hell and like my last year in high school i got accepted into this program mm-hmm. that um brings high school like seniors over to new york to kind of live and you learn about like what it's like to work in the arts mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool you get to be with all these people from around the country there's about 30 people you're with mm-hmm. and the program was just a bunch of like high school seniors uh, getting ready to go to college, but it was kind of like if you were interested, you know, it was the test if you were really interested in like pursuing a career in the arts. Mm-hmm. So they kind of immerse you in like dance and theater, and you go on like these mock auditions and you get to see Broadway shows. So at the time, there was a Cirque du Soleil show that was in town off of Broadway, uh, the show Key Down, and I didn't know what the I had never heard of it, I never heard of Cirque du Soleil, and uh, they took us to see it, and I literally just like. Was so I was just like so overwhelmed. I was so like moved mm-hmm. and overwhelmed because it does play like Cirque du Soleil plays to like all the senses. It's like there's a spectacle, you know, the music, the like the da- dancing, the acrobats. I mean, they make it, their you know? own language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have their own language, the costumes. It was like the first time I'd seen something like that produced and like had and really truly like had first time I'd experienced like true spectacle, what I called it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, I was in the theater as like, uh, you know, I was 17 as a 17 year old, like crying throughout the whole <laughs> show. And, pe- and people were like, you know, some of the other kids, that were, they were like, are you OK? I'm like, yeah, I, I just can't stop crying. Like, I'm so moved right now. So um, I've never seen that so beautiful. I know it's, it's it was, you know, I think it's like, you know, I was a little dude from the country. I never really like going out and been out of uh, the state. And like, here you are, like in New York City experience. And like, it's just like it was the whole trip was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I just, I, I really, I always like know that that is the moment when I was like, I need to be involved with like entertainment for the rest of my, like, this is all I want to do, you know? That's dope though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've seen, God, I've, I've probably seen like at least eight of the shows, you know, all around the country as I've like traveled and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I got all the DVDs, man, old school. I got, I got one on VHS, which I still keep around. It's hilarious. <sighs> I don't have a VHS player, but it's just, it's part of the memories. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And and one cool thing I've gotten to actually meet when I was in New York, I met like three or four, three guys I met that were all part of the, uh, they were like an aerialist mm-hmm. in, in Cirque du Soleil and uh, became like really good friends with them. And it was just like obsessed. I tried to like always play it cool, but for me, like they were like the ultimate star- superstars. Right. I was like, I don't care about Broadway actors. Like these guys are like, the business so oh yeah i mean <laughs> that's like one thing that it's like they're like a whole new level like they're a whole new level of like craziness yeah it's like a free it's like a, a cool freak show but like the the free show that we all want to be involved in right we all want to be a part of it <laughs> yeah no i mean that's like it's like the cool that's like cool that's like when you see like cool magic and that type yeah. of stuff it's like oh this isn't like this isn't geeked out or dirt or anything like this this is i want to be part of this now this yeah, is what it's cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep yeah man so that i mean that's that's that was like my love and still to this day you know like 
I still go to sleep like when I really just am like having a day I need to unwind. Like that's the music I usually put on. I think like they have so much music they've created. There's, I mean, there may be like 14 or 15 albums. And like, that's always been like music I go to for like meditation, for like relaxing. I've used it as I've like been a choreographer. I've used a lot of their music in my dance pieces that I've choreographed. So it always comes, it always comes up. Like Cirque always comes up at some point. Somehow, some way Cirque always comes up. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Uh, that's cool. Nah, I remember um because I had went to Lusher that's here in New Orleans mm-hmm. before Katrina and they had a cert they have they used to do like all the different things, like different clubs and stuff, and they had a circus club. And it was like, that's oh, so wow. cool. That was like a thing. And then <laughs> Katrina happened and then that just went away. But they kept theater around, but it was like, wow, that would have been like a cool thing to get into. Like, I don't know. It was just it's always been very like interesting. I think, but I think that's really in ge- like a lot of people I found think it's like really in- like circus in general is very interesting because yeah. it yeah, combines yeah. so many different aspects, you know. And it's also like something we don't. It's like this mysterious thing, right? Because like you don't actually you don't like see people rehearsing for a circus. Like it's all behind the scenes, and you see like this big spectacle, this big final product. And I think also it's like like who you know it's rare that we get to go to a circus like i remember in new orleans like one year i tried to go to soul circus and i was like cool not quite the circus i had in my head. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what i thought it was gonna be <laughs> right but yeah no that's that's like more cool thing because they're because another friend of mine like he's really into like magic and stuff and we had talked about like the cool things that like magic has done with like adding in different um like to like using things from like theater and stuff and that's like mm-hmm. the same type of thing with just using different storytelling ways and them all kind of like borrowing from each other in different ways is one thing I always thought was like really cool, you know? Yeah. You know, and just to like this is the last thing I'll say about it, but I think one of the things I learned so much from Cirque was like the power of like being able to take a story and totally like tell it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And there's a show called Verikai, one of their shows. And it's the show is based on like the tale of Icarus, who like you know, uh, his dad said, "Don't fly too close to the sun with with his wax wings," and he does, right. um, and he, and then he falls, and so the story kind of picks up on like after he fell, he's in this like this world, right? Mm. And there's this woman that he sees, and and so it goes a whole different way from like what the actual story is. So you know, I think actually he dies in the real story. And the lesson's supposed to be like, you know, listen to your parents, <laughs> basically. <laughs> listen to your which, parents or die, which, you know? <laughs> right, which I which I totally nowadays don't agree with because I think if, if I listen to my parents, I'd be in a very different uh, situation. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that like, that was after, that was like later on after I'd seen a few of the shows and I saw that one, I was like, man, like, you know, you, just being able to like take this kind of like, you know, this old kind of Greek, mythological story and like totally flip it and, and make it and retell the story right i'm mm-hmm. like what if he survived what if he survived and like woke up into this like other land he floated off into this other land and then like you know they created all these characters that are very distinct in the show that you kind of get to like you get to learn their stories through like through clowning and through like aerialists and through you know it's the whole thing is crazy man yeah, I get very excited talking about it. <laughs> nah, man, that's really cool. Like, that's really that's one thing I really like. It was like just the different ways people have found to tell stories. Because another podcast that I do with a couple other people, we were talking about like mythology and like how 
mythology just and like we even have like our modern day myths with like star wars and stuff and it's really just because they've taken like old ideas and put like a spin on like and put like a spin on it and been like oh right. what if this what if this what if this and it really like that's one of the cool thing about like art is it really does like kind of constantly recycle ideas and it's kind of like bad like you know pounding things over our head like oh we should get this but it is still kind of a cool way how it you know humans don't change in a way right but we right. do <laughs> we un- unfortunately and fortunately right yeah <laughs> yeah whole that's a whole different topic <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, i mean even that that well that's even because that was one of the thing i wanted to talk about is you know i'm a very spiritual person uh, right, right, right in general so like for me art and and spirituality is always like a real cool thing especially when you look at like mythology or even like old older stuff and like even within like as much as i don't love religion a lot they uh right. inspire they've inspired some really great art you know like how you said like that kind of like moment, that moment of like awe of like, it's so beautiful. You cry. Yeah. Which is, which is the ultimate goal. I, I think like, mm-hmm. if you're not doing art to move people in that way, you know, then like, I don't know what people do it for. Cause I'm like, if you're just doing it just cause like, Hey, I want to produce something. But I'm like, you know, I think a true artist, like people who really are called to do art, like we, like we have, I, we have that in the, in the back of our mind is like, everything every piece of this right if it's a play if it's a dance show if it's music like i'm doing this to move people in a way that like gives them a different perspective or gives them a different like you know maybe can like encourage them to make a change in their life or or something like that i mean it sounds cliche but i mean for me like that's good art you know and and there's lots of that out there Mm -hmm. yeah no that was it always reminds me um it's like uh art makes people ask questions and I was like, yeah. yes, that, that is what it's supposed to do. And I always thought that was like interesting that, you know, people are like, oh, what is art supposed to be? It's like, it's not supposed to be any, anything per se, yeah. but there's supposed yeah, to be some purpose behind it. And, and it's hard for people nowadays to like accept that, you know, that that has been, that's all we do, we do. And during this pandemic, it's been crazy because like as we, at my job, we've been like, you know, trying to get funders to come back and fund us. And one of the questions is like always like, why is this important in the middle of this pandemic? And I'm like, this is like, this is the most important thing in the middle of this pandemic. Like for us to keep some sort of like communities, people, like this is how we grow. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that like, if you go and sit in a theater or in a concert hall, whatever, and you see something, you see the orchestra play, you see like a dance show. I think subconsciously that creates new conversations in our in our communities it creates new conversations with the people who saw the show you know it creates new conversations like in your home because you're going to go back and talk to your family about what you saw or what you heard and i think that's the stuff that like it's like tv it's like all those things like those things all move society forward right because it gives us a different perspective so yeah i I think it's i think right now it's so lost because people probably can't see like hey the arts are the last thing we should be thinking about during this pandemic and i'm like no man like this is what you know like what's the thing that got you through justin like what got you through the march you know like staying at home for however long we've been home but yeah i'm asking you the question now oh oh, okay (laughs) uh you you said it was probably and i was like it's probably i was like nah no i mean it's true it's been like you know it has been art because like personally that is the thing that you know i've had my my besides like you know my own like personal struggles of like as much as i like thankfully i i can say this because i don't care about this i 
loved the people at my job. The job per se Mm -hmm. was not my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was one thing that even like talking to people who who are artists that are like helping even some of my friends of like, oh, I don't feel like doing something. Oh, I can go help my friend who's a photographer. I go be a model for them because they're just wanting really like need that outlet. I'm like, nah, it's cool. And that's real. It's just like an expression. Like even this to me is like even expression a little bit of like, this is like, as I say, the intro of of the thing is like, this is my excuse to talk to my friends, you know, slash this is my excuse to like create something to like, just keep going of like some type of movement, some type of like putting something out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the hope, man. I mean, the hope is that someone listens to, you know, something like this and they say like, huh, like I haven't thought about it in a way or I haven't like, that's what keeps me going. And, and you know, I mean, you, you worked with me for a year. Right. And I think, you know, like there's some shitty days working in like low profit, nonprofit organizations. Oh, yeah. There's some, there's some long shitty days where you're like, why am I doing this? But what always like, what always keeps me going is like, I get to be around art all day long. Like I can walk down and like go sit in a, in a, you know, exhibit space with art. I can, I all day I spend my time talking to artists who are creating. So like, that's the job for me that like, I love. And then all the other stuff is like, you know, the planning and the office work and all the other junk. Uh, You can get through it. Yeah. Yeah. You can get through it with, with other part, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was one thing I had realized. I was like, Oh, working in a nonprofit made me understand the good, like the good nonprofits do like a hundred percent. Now, now the money side of that, I, I, I don't know if I could do it emotionally. Uh, I can run a nonprofit. I feel like I can run a nonprofit. Like I'd be like, I'll create a nonprofit. I don't know if I'll work (laughs) for that. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, there's some there's some soldiers doing some good work in nonprofits, man, because no one's making money, especially nowadays in that work. Oh, yeah. It's tough. But yeah, no. Nah. And then, you know, just I'm trying to look see what else I had question-wise. One thing I wanted to ask you, actually, since you've worked since I know you've worked with a good amount of people, you don't need to say names or anything, but what is the funniest experience slash most interesting person, like event-wise, like, you know, encounter you've had? with working with whether artists, music, dancer, any of them, since you've had such a range of experience. And even in my uh, experience, I have some interesting stories. So I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Hey, you know what? I think when we bought in that Flex dance team, mm-hmm. like, you know, we brought this for everybody listening. Like we brought in this, I say dance team. It's this dance company called Flex. And they're like, uh, it's a very like street dance, hip hop, all from Brooklyn dance styles. And they've turned it into like this beautiful show uh, that's like very moving, very stirring. And uh, they were with us for what, like a week almost. They, they yep. came and did some rehearsals. So we were with these guys and girls. Uh, it was about like 14, 15 of them for a week. And in that group, and I, I always feel weird geeking out because now he, we become friends, but like Reggie, uh, who's like the. Yes. Yeah, He's the choreographer. So I watched him on America's Best Dance Crew. So all the all the dance shows. Yes. This is the thing about me. I used I to was watch kid, those too. Yeah, I, I watched. I mean, I still to this day. So you think you could dance? America's Best Dance Crew, like anything that's on dance, I watch usually. Mm-hmm. And America's Best Dance Crew was like for me when it came out, it was like revolutionary because it was like it wasn't this like classical dancing. You know, it was like all these cool people that look like me, like all these black people. Um, in dance crews who were, yeah, the Jabberwockies, like being super creative, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, there was like 
all this diversity, like Asian people and Indian groups and super crazy. So when I, I saw Reggie, he had a group, he was on there with a group, which I can't think of the name of it, but they, uh, they came in like close to winning and like, Oh, I was just like, I was like, this dude's amazing. Cause they, he was the leader. They kept interviewing him. They gave him, they gave him all the credit for like inventing and creating the, the dance style of like flexing. Mm. So forever, man, like I followed this dude on Instagram and then like, I had the chance, uh, I went to a conference, a booking conference, and I was like, oh my God, this dude has a show he's traveling with, gotta get him. So they always say like, don't don't bring shows, like don't book shows for yourself, for your own satisfaction. But like, I was like, no, this one I'm gonna do. I'm bringing them in. <laughs> but, you know, the coolest thing, he was, uh, anybody we brought in, I was the only one, he was the only one that was a little starstruck by, in a weird way. And he was also the most humble person that I think we bought in, like of all the, you know, all the celebrities, star, all the people that have we we booked to kind of do shows at ACA. Yeah, and um, he and I got to like drive. Uh, we drove. I drove him to the school show that we did, and then after that, we uh, he and I went and did this interview at a radio station, mm-hmm. and then we went to a bar <laughs> in the middle of the of day because he was like, he's like, I just want to drink, man. But he was like, but first, I want to like. Like take me around Lafayette. I just want I want to see some stuff. And we drove Louisiana way. Yeah, we drove around and like just talking to this dude about like, you know, he was talking to me. I mean, he was actually I didn't know he was from Mississippi. So like we started talking and just had all this stuff in common about like growing up and like the dream of like you know getting out of your town and like wanting to create and doing bigger things. And here's this like you know this dude's like six four. He's big, big old dude, and he's like having these very like emotional like what I call like sensitive conversations about his life and about like love and about like, you know, just like being open and being vulnerable. And I, I think of anything that happened last year, like that was for me, like having that moment with someone who I've I've admired from afar. Mm -hmm. It also reminded me of just like, man, in life, you just never know like who you're going to like encounter in that, in this type of space and who you're going to like click with, you know? Cause I think for a lot of us, we grew up like kind of like idolizing people, which I don't think is a good thing to do. And um, and then we just re- like with this guy, just with Reggie, I just forgot. I was like, he's just a no, he's a dude like hustling to try to make his way, just like me, right? Right. So I think in a way it humbled me. I mean, it's probably not like the craziest thing, but I, it is for me like the most uh, the one I cherish, like the memory I cherish for sure. Uh, just getting to spend time with him, talking like we talked about my kid. We talked about like his mom had passed away, sitting at a bar in Lafayette, Louisiana. And yeah, man, just talking like talk about the show. You know, I, I try not to bring it up. I had to <laughs> <laughs> try not to talk about uh, work, but talked about work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for me, it just it was just like a reminder that like you know those those things that we think. And again, I, I'm trying not to make it seem like I thought like this dude was so like unattainable. I, I just think like you know we all grow up and we we look and we see people and then we're like, oh man, I could never like be like that dude. I could never like probably be in the same room as him and here i am like you know i hired him to come and do these shows and do these school performances and like and i'm sitting at the bar having a margarita and talking about life and you know uh it was it was just a good stuff so all like feel good i i mean you've heard i, I don't without saying names i mean we've had some shitty what i consider a couple of <laughs> shitty people come in um and just be like jerks which i think there's a lot of musicians that just are become naturally become jerks right 
<laughs> no, I can't tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> not there. Yeah, I can't tell. Yeah, I don't want to put the dude on blast. But... <laughs> oh, like I said, you don't have but... to say names. You can be as vague as you want. You can make up names. It can all work out. Um. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, probably the craziest story was that after a show, there was an artist who I walked backstage on to go and like bring his check to him. And um, like just in the dressing room, him and a guest that he had bought up, who was like a guest he had literally just met, were just like in a very compromising situation, just going at it in the dressing room. And I was like, man, like there's a lock in the door. You didn't lock the door. And I walked in. Of course, then you have to do the awkward thing of being like, oh, sorry. So my I was such in shock because it's like at 11 o'clock at night is not the thing you're thinking about. Right. I just like slid the check on the counter, <laughs> and um, and I was and I made, I think in my head I was just like I don't want to have to come back up here and face this dude after what I just saw or what I'm seeing. So I just slid it on the counter. I was like, okay, sorry guys. <laughs> just, wow. I think I may have told I may have told you this story about. I think you may know who I'm talking about, but I don't uh, remember this one. I I really don't. But that's uh. Yeah, I'll, I'll that's text crazy. you later. <laughs> that's, that's, wow. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Artists, artists or something. Um, yeah, it's just, I feel like it's just, it, it has to be crazy on that tour life of just like oh, being yeah. in places and you, and you just have like this urge to just like connect. Mm-hmm. And, but it all has to be so quick, you know? Right. So I guess it, I guess it just needed to, they needed to like knock it out real quick and get it done. You know, tour life is hard, man. <laughs> I don't understand how people do it. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems tough, especially now that I've been like watching all these guys come off tour and like, oh man, it's a little nuts. Mm-hmm. I had a question, but now I, 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 that's a weird. <laughs> this is gonna be a weird segue, man. <laughs> okay, go, 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 go into uh, it. Look, we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about what, like religion and stuff, right? No, I mean, yeah. I was more gonna be on the whole <laughs> Reggie thing because Reggie's like a cool dude, and that was like a thing yeah. that, like, I like. You know, one thing that I've realized, at least, yes, I, I, I am a young person, and my my intuition tells me this that as I mm. grow older, I'll have a lot more of like these moments of like people who are older than me telling me like, yo, some things are more attainable than you realized hmm. when you're young. Cause it, it, and there's not really that much, there's not that much difference between you and these people you aspire to be like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, that was one thing that, you know, I have like this weird thing of like this month is, you know, my birthday month. Cause I also know it's your birthday month as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 23. But then also it's like this weird thing of like, so like my, my dad had me when he was 23, I'm pretty sure, or had, no, had my brother when he was 23. And so it's like a weird, (laughs) my older brother when he was 23. And it's like a weird thing of like, I can't imagine being this age, have doing certain things, like looking at certain people's lives. But then also it's like a humbling thing of like, Ooh, I have so, (laughs) I don't have to worry about so many things as well that it allows. Right now. Yeah. That allows like a lot of like oh like i'll get there at the same time and this is not as far away i don't know it's like a weird like time dilation thing you know hmm. yeah and just you know like i mean you and i are, i think have maybe like a 10 year there's a 10 year difference mm. probably a little bit more maybe yeah the, the th- i was literally thinking about this the other day because i couldn't even think about like how old i was going to be this year for my birthday and i was like man what a weird thing because i i know people say this all the time it's just like i feel like a couple of weeks ago it was like me getting it right out of college 
mm. like dreaming, dreaming, dreaming of this life. And luckily, man, I think like the journey, if what I, I think what I learned early on, which was like, uh, um, I think I always hope that young people learn early on is like, if you kind of like let go and you just like allow yourself to stay open for opportunities and experiences, like the, the path for you will like go. And I, I believe in that. I believe like the more you try to like create your path, you're fighting against like nature and you're fighting against kind of like destiny and fate and all those things. But I feel like, you know, we're all kind of like put in positions, put in like we travel to places, we meet people for all for a reason that lines us up where we're supposed to be. And, you know, 10 years ago, the path that I was trying to be on is was just bizarre. It was nuts. You know, like I had this whole thing planned out. Um, I was engaged to this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Who, who I didn't want to be out did not I didn't want to be engaged to her like I don't right. I think about it like the whole time we were together it was kind of like I just, I just we did it because I thought that was like the natural thing to do mm-hmm. again I was like I was trying to like fight against the real path that was being laid out for me by like whatever higher power people believe in mm-hmm. and after that breakup which was devastating for me because it was kind of for me I didn't look at it as like heartbreak it was more like I failed and and that for me, like that was, I actually can say like, that's maybe the first time I experienced like failure on a level where I just beat myself up. Cause I was just like, I had this thing planned. It didn't work out. Now what do I do? You know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then I think that was like my path to learning to like, stop, stop trying so hard. Like stop trying to like plan everything out. And, and I'm, a, you know, I, I'm a Virgo dude at, at the heart <laughs> of a bad Virgo, which is like, you know, like planning and organization, all that stuff like that's, that's like important for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, so I had, yeah. Oh, what I was going to say was, so, cause this is like a thing like you hear a bunch is like people had to like hit, like people have to hit like this, they hit this low and then they like had to like, go, do you think that we always have to hit this low? Cause that's kind of like a, like as a young person that does kind of suck. Cause I have hit lows before yeah. and I'm like, yeah. well, I am just starting to get like, you know, dealing with problems and like starting to let like go more. But it's still like, you know, do you think that is always like a thing that there that is like as big as a low you have? Like there's a equal high, for, like there's a dip, basically, you know? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think I really think so. And and unfortunately, you know, like I think as you get older, you learn to embrace the lows, because what I've learned is like, I think I mean, I, I think you and I were talking about something. That, uh, I, this is the thing I always tell people. I'm like, this is all temporary, like the pain, the hurt, all the shit you feel it's always temporary, man. And like, for me, what, what needs to be the constant is like joy and all those other things because the joy and stuff always exists. It just may be overshadowed by like the the shitty times. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, but I just, I choose to believe that the shitty times are all temporary. And like, those are the moments we just got to get through to be better. And look, man, like, I, I mean, I look back, I've like done some really stupid and horrible things. I've hurt a lot of people in my lifetime. I've made a lot of mistakes and like, in my twenties, I just beat myself up over the, over like those things. Right. Like I just couldn't get it out of my head. I was always like, you know, what if, what if, what if, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you know, I just think that's a part of life. Like we don't know the fuck we're doing. No, none of us, like you wake up and we try to make the best decisions. And sometimes we make the wrong decision. And, uh, you know, some days we got to just like restart. We got to, we got to hit reset. And, um, I, I think that's how I've kind of learned to live my life of like just trying to like, do the best I can. And when I make mistakes or when I fail, you know, spend a little time, like where, like getting your feelings, try it <laughs> off. Like, I feel like that's important as a part of like the 
healing process. But mm-hmm. then, like, you got to get your ass up, man. And, and and I know it's harder said than – or easier said than done. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, as a – you know, I'm about to be 37. Yeah. And, like, that's where I'm at in my life, where it's, like, you know, I, I like, we're I'm continuing to, like, I still make mistakes. And I still wake up some days not knowing what – like, how do I – I don't know how to function as a, as a man today. I don't know how to function as like a father today. I don't know, like, you know, as I became, you know, I became a, as I, after I became a parent, it's the most like, <laughs> it's the craziest thing because like, I literally now go to bed some days and I'm like, oh, today was, today I failed. Like today I was a shitty parent, but I get to do it all over again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like, get, so, you know, you have a chance to make it better, man. You know, like that's, that's life. I get to try again to be a, a better parent yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, because I mean, and and you know, Justin, like I just there's so many things that just don't they are not supposed to come natural to us, you know. Mm-hmm. Parenting is definitely one of those things. Like I definitely feel, I always feel like women have this big advantage over men because I feel like women are a lot stronger, a lot emotionally stronger. They make way better decisions than men make, which is I have a hard time understanding why we don't have like more women in leadership in our country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like. I, I naturally, I feel like as much as like I've put myself out there to like try really hard to like being an awesome parent, like there's some days I, I'm like, this is not natural. Like I know it's not natural. I love my kid and I know I have to work at like being at, at some of the the kind of like what the traits of being a, a parent, like I'm having to really work at because I just never felt like it was like a natural thing for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of like the rest of my life, I just like attribute those kind of things i'm like there's some experiences we're going to go into and like it's not natural and we don't know what we're going to do and we're, we may 50 50 chance we're going to make the wrong decision as we're trying to do those things but the good thing is that most of the time unless you're like hurting someone right like there's always a reset <laughs> you can right. you can kind of like try again tomorrow you know yeah no i definitely feel that that's one thing that i think is really cool you know hearing about this is like in general you know, life is not, what was it? An old professor of mine had said, uh, which he's not, this is, he's not my favorite. He definitely wasn't my favorite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he had said, um, but he gave me the best advice ever. I had told him like, it was like, so I remember this, it was sophomore year and I had went up to him and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Cause I like had like, I really had that sophomore dip, you know, of yeah. like, not knowing what you got to do, all your dreams are kind of like questioned, like, oh, this is reality, mm-hmm. not what I thought it was going to be. Ooh, this hurts. And I had told him, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, welcome to being an adult. <laughs> and I was, like passing. And I was like, that's a real dick move. But it was a very dick move. <laughs> I was like, this is, like, this is why I don't like you. <laughs> it's like, okay, I was justified yeah. in that one. But no, there's like some real, like, but that has been like some of the best advice I've ever like gotten, I realized was like, that like oh no this is a like you will never know like you can what is it everything that you've done to this point has gotten you to here and to get where you want to go you have to basically change all of that because you can only Mm -hmm. get you back to where you are and it's like great here it's like oh it's so simple but then it's also like that's really hard (laughs) 